Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast by the Fan Critical Podcast Network. Today I am joined by House Tarly with John. Hey, yeah. House Aaron with Emma. I hate that. Liza Aaron, very Liza Arony. And I'm your host, Len. So, after the craziness of last week's episode, which was episode three of season eight, entitled The Long Night, mm. things sort of slowed down for a bit in this week's episode, titled The Last of the Starks. Mm-hmm. Don't really know why it's called that. Um, but then it seemed to accelerate very, very, very quickly. What are everyone's thoughts on this episode. John, I'm going to throw it to you first. You were ecstatic mm. after last week's episode. I was, yeah. Uh, mainly because it's, you know, it's a very bloodthirsty, battle-heavy episode. Yay, where death. We, exactly, and we love mm. the production values. Very I know good. I know the episode has taken a bit of flack online, but I think that's just haters. I just think there's a lot of hate out there for some for some reason. <clears throat> um, yeah. What were your thoughts on this episode in comparison? Um, well, look, uh, just addressing the haters, um, haters be hating. Yeah, uh, that's how they were born, uh, and they be hating for you know the rest of time. Yeah, um, and you're all slugs to be honest. If you didn't like that episode, <laughs> um, but uh, moving on to this, I guess I should probably educate our listeners on the blue bobometer. Yes, please do. <laughs> yes, do. Um, all right, so we use the blueberry system. We score out of zero bloobs or five bloobs. There are no half bloob. Um, this episode. I wavered a couple of times. Mm. There was one bit in particular where I thought, right, how can he not stroke ghost? Um, yeah, that's not a so euphemism. That, you know, well, it could be in a way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. That was a high score, good score. I mean, it was it was knocking on a, a three until the last, like, 25 minutes. I mean, that was mental. Yeah. It's a bit of a bizarre episode. There's one scene in, in particular so that... I just got a kind of. It doesn't feel like. Doesn't feel like Game of Thrones. No. The, the, no, it, I mean that is. The, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. This had elements of the problems of season seven. Big time. Where it's just like, whoa, what's going on here? What was the plan again? Whoa, fucking hell, he's dead. Like, I'm not <laughs> not a fan of that. No. Um, but in terms of the spectacle, once again, um, it was interesting. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll I'll give it a four. It's a low four. In fact, no, that's a lie because the like again, the last thirty minutes saved it for me from being the worst episode of the season. Um, but look, it's uh, it had some interesting uh, bits, and it set up episode five to be absolutely glorious. Mm, Emma, thoughts. You went with us last week. You weren't here for the Battle of no. ba- uh, Battle of the Bastards. You weren't here for the Battle of Winterfell. All the Battle uh, of the Bastards. And you actually weren't there for that one either. So, no. Um, what were your thoughts about last week and then moving on to this week? So, um, last week's episode was amazing. I've I've wavered back and forth about it quite a lot. I um, I, I did really struggle with the visuals mm. a little bit, which I a know has been... A lot of people have complained about that. And that is <laughs> legitimate, but that's to do with streaming services, what TV you're watching it on. Yeah, and I just... Mm. I mean, for me, I get that part of it was also atmospheric, and, and I really understand that, but I, I really struggled to see what was going on. However... Um, I did really, really enjoy it, and you know, I echo you guys um, in in the fact that it was a fantastic episode. Mm. What did you make of you killing the Night King? I really liked it. Yeah, I so I didn't really. I wasn't very well last week, and I watched it feeling like <laughs> I'd gone. Oh, that's funny, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, I love how much you care about my well-being. Uh, so I'd come home unwell from work, and I'd been like slept all afternoon, feeling pretty shitty. Um, feel sorry for me, guys. And and so I, then I got up, and I was like, right, I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. So I was feeling mm. pretty rough anyway, and then yep. not being able to see a lot of stuff, I struggled to enjoy it. Mm. I've since watched it again. And not feeling unwell, I really, I really loved it. Yeah. I didn't on the first watch get the kind of foreshadowing that uh, Melisandre's fucking, you know, Melisandre, Melisandre, Melisandre. <laughs> Fuck off! I've had a long, long weekend. Bank <laughs> um, holiday. Yeah, uh, the kind of the foreshadowing of, of Arya being saved one more time by Beric with his last life to go yeah. and kill the Night King. I didn't, yeah. I didn't get it the first time around. Yeah. yeah. So it was a really big surprise for me. And I thought it was fucking spectacular. Mm. I loved it, and yeah. she's a little badass. Yeah. That was that was the the best part of the episode for me, actually. So mm. you would bloob last week as when I first watched it, I would have given it a four. No, but <laughs> having watched it again, 
and much more enjoyed it. I agree it's a five blue episode. Correct. So this week, you think... Um, I fucking loved this episode. Yeah? I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, really enjoyed like all of the different things that we got to see. And yeah, I know there's a bit of a kind of problem with the pacing and it ramped up and went a bit mental and we're rushing yes. stuff. Mm. But we knew that was going to happen because it's the last season and they're trying to shove everything in. On the face of it, <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. Um, I did waver a bit on my scores as we were going through um, mm. but I think it's a solid four bloop mm. I really liked um, the fact that we got back to King's Landing we've seen Cersei again mm. the fucking like some of the stuff that happened was incredible and I, I don't want to like talk about everything we're going to talk through later but the fucking scorpion thingamajudos mm. and the dragons shit man that yeah. was incredible it, yeah I'm I'm going to be a bit downhearted on this episode yeah. what you hype man Len yeah uh, for me, this is this is the worst episode of the yeah. season, uh, and I didn't like the premiere. I wasn't in the premiere episode. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> the show is is struggling um, with the pace, and that's as we said, it's going to happen because they need to fit everything in. Mm. But if you look at this episode in isolation, I think it's all over the place. Mm. I really enjoyed the stuff at Winterfell. The you know, the drinking and that sort of yeah. stuff and that post-battle yeah. breather that we needed and some of the character, you know, interactions were really strong in there. And that was like before the Battle of uh, Winterfell. That was good. If mm. this is a 10-episode series, yeah, they spend the whole episode in Winterfell. just doing that. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing that I think the show needs because the characters are getting sort of sidelined at the moment for action. And that's fine. Um, because there has to be act, there has to be action. We we know that this has to happen. They have to get it to this point. I think making this season six episodes is a travesty mm. in some yeah. ways because yeah, they've elongated the episodes, but it's not the same. You, thing, it's not is the it? same. Yeah. You don't have the time to really sit on what you've seen, and mm. you know they, they sort of still rush through the plot points. It's yeah. a lot to take in as well. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it's 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 a lot, and you know when you just when we go through the plot point of this if that episode, which we will do, yeah. you're going to see how much is actually crammed into it. Look, I'm not going to say it's it's terrible or anything. I'm still going to give it a three blueberry score. Mm. It's a lo- I think that's a low score for Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's average for anything else, but it's really yeah, low for Game of Thrones. Yeah, I just think the, obviously the production values are still there and there's still amazing moments towards the end of the episode. But it felt, like you said, John, at times it didn't feel like Game of Thrones. Mm. The stuff with Bronn was weird. That's yeah, terrible. that was that fucking was awful. Uh, and we'll talk yeah. about that more. Like, just felt like some of it did feel soap opera. Some of it did feel too too much like just it didn't feel in universe for me a lot of the stuff so i'm i'm going to give it a 3 uh, i don't mind that at all i'd like some of the tyrian stuff and we have been banging on about the tyrian um thinking john is a better leader for ages now mm-hmm. and that is good that is good so some of that stuff is brilliant between yeah. various and tyrians so we'll come on to that as well but uh, it's a 3 for me don't worry guys episode 5 is supposed to be mental so hopefully that will <laughs> lift everyone's spirits here not that the spirits are even downtrodden just mine really <laughs> just mine no but um, i can understand that um again until like the last 20 minutes i was thinking this is a solid free mm. um i'm just uh, i think it's set up well i like the fact that more than likely we're going to see danny go absolutely ballistic yes i like that can't wait no, I, i'm i'm happy they've gone down something that we've been banging out uh, banging on oh, about oh. since uh, <laughs> yeah, not back- in my house. <laughs> not. That we've been talking about since we first started podcasting in season mm. in season seven, which mm. is Mad Daenerys. The you know the, the fact that she's a, a, a Targaryen and they can be yeah. obviously quite rogue. Uh, she's got the madness within her, and I'm happy that they've gone with that direction. It looks like they've really settled on that. The only mm. thing I'll say about it so rushed it feels yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a one or two episode yeah. thing here yeah. and for me that's that's damaging yeah. uh, but before we get into the plot synopsis of this episode a quick advert break kill the boy john snow winter is almost upon us kill the boy and let the man be born Yes, just a quick shout out to some of the great content we have here at Fan Critical and Bastards and Broken Things. Just to say, if you are a subscriber to either of those channels, please do subscribe to both. They are Fan Critical on any podcast app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and is also the same for Bastards and Broken Things. They are also on every single platform. Please do subscribe to both channels. Fan Critical is where most of our content lies, and that is where we have just released a whole host of new content for you listeners. We have released our Avengers Endgame podcast. That is still 
quickly becoming the highest grossing movie of all time. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it and then go listen to the podcast. We had a lot of fun recording that one, a lot of drunken fun. We also have just released our latest Worst of Netflix, where John and Gareth scour Netflix to find the worst possible content on there. It's really good. Yeah. Really, really, really good. good it's and good. great. Uh, it's funny that, and the slogan to that one is, they watch it so you don't have to, um, yeah. which is very important. So that's because, trademark, that'll be on t-shirts yeah, and mugs. Most of the time, trust me, you don't want to watch this stuff. I've watched pretty much all of them now, and uh, they <laughs> They are literally god-awful films, uh, but hilarious at the same time. Uh, and, of course, please do sponsor us on Patreon if you do like our content and want to get some more exclusive content. If you go to www.patreon.com forward slash fancritical, you can sponsor us for a whole host of different levels. We have the first and most basic level is you get access to our cast episodes where we recast famous films with uh, different actors. So we just did Avengers, mm. obviously because Avengers Endgame is out, yeah. with 90s actors. That was hilarious. <laughs> Not only that, you can commission a podcast if you're choosing, speak to us on Discord, or you can also appear as a guest on a podcast of your choice it's once mental. a month, which is an absolutely mental Madness. one. Yeah. Basically, it will turn you into a member of the gang. So that's pretty cool. For one episode only. A month. I'm just saying. Yeah. Unless John, unless John really gets on with you, then in which case, could, could be a whole. You could join the worst of Netflix. Who knows? Um, so that is Patreon. Please do sponsor us if you can, and you also get a shout out. And today's shout out goes to Jamie West. She's from Australia, and she. Ooh. Well, we only say that because Gareth's there, but we we, we 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 all love Australia to all Australian listeners, uh, and she has kindly sponsored us on Patreon. And for that, we are very, very grateful. We really do appreciate all the support that you give us, Jamie. And the money. And the money. John loves the money. <laughs> but we also love the fact that you love our Game of Thrones content and you're happy with the way we're doing things here. And that's what Patreon gives you the opportunity to do is talk about how we're doing the Game of Thrones podcast and maybe think about ways in which we can change them and mm. stuff like that. So that is very great. And thank you for your support, Jamie. We really do appreciate it. If you want to shout out, sponsor us on Patreon. That's all. Back to the plot of The Last of the Starks. I have a tender spot in my heart for cripples, bastards and broken things. Okay, lot to get through in this episode because it started off slowly, but there's a, there's a severe ramping up that happens. Ramping. About, very much a ramping that happens up halfway through. But let's kick off with the North mourning their dead as they burn them on what I thought was a pretty impressive uh, selection of funeral pyres. I love this. Mm. I thought it looked I thought it looked great. It made me think of the um Dothraki flames kind of disappearing into the night in in last episode a little bit. Mm. And I I actually liked the the slower quite depressing opening because it's highlighting the fact that you know, we have lost so many people and the war's not over yet. And mm. I thought I thought John's speech was half decent. I thought he was <laughs> I thought he was very good actually. And yeah, John is John is essentially our favourite character at he's times. He's the best one, yeah. He's the best one. Yeah. And all agreed. He Fact. he speaks like a true leader. Also, I want to make a note that the score here is an excellent riff on last week's sort of motif that was going into the, Night the, King the death from of the Ram and Unbelievable stuff. I'll just insert that right now. So a beautiful uh, different arrangement of that piece of music, a much more mournful, sorrowful piece that was, you know, highlighting that they've lost so much in this battle. Mm. I thought they would have lost more. Yeah, didn't look like they'd lost a lot. I think... Maybe they only put, like, the good ones on. I think there's some plot conveniences going on here. (laughs) Well, actually, also, if you think about it logically, a lot of them were raised by the Night King and then, like, crumbled and disappeared. They don't disappear. They don't disappear. Well, didn't they all just crumble? No. Nah, that's just Melisandre. Just special ones. That's kids. That's It is. Yeah. That is Craster's kids. All of them. All of them. If they're raised. The White Walkers, yeah. Yeah. They they melt. Whereas everyone else, they they don't melt. They don't melt. No melting. Fact. Um, I think my brain's melted. So that was actually a very sad and sorrowful opening. Uh, John did very well. 
Um, and did then, all right, didn't he? Did all right. And then we get into... And now we're all going back for uh, a few beers and that. <laughs> so, come on, lads. Uh, to be fair, I really loved this next <laughs> no, set did. of scenes. It was I, brilliant. It was amazing. And it is a callback to John in mm. season one of... Season one, episode one, when Cersei mm. and King Robert visit Winterfell... He is shunned completely from the dinner table. He's not allowed to sit with them because he's a bastard mm. and it wouldn't be proper. Little did I know. And now he's head of the table. Head of the table after an amazing victory, which, you know, they're all sort of mourning, but at the same time, they're all getting hilariously pissed. So here. arrogant oh. now. He is so arrogant, isn't he? <laughs> um, some of the conversations we got in this, in this moment were excellent. Mm. Any particular highlights for any of you guys? Tormund. Yeah, he was all right. Good. After a while, he's the perfect like drunk where you think, oh yeah, he's 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 a laugh. He's, he's quite good funny. fun. Yeah. And then he's had one too many, and you think he is going to cause an absolute disaster here. Yeah. Um, and I know that <laughs> because I've been there. Um, he he peaked he, too soon, I think. Yes. Yeah. He does have to spend a lot of time with me. It's quite similar. Yeah. I no, I liked his interaction with John. I thought that I thought it was really good. Um, and he did talk about you know the point being to throw up everywhere, which was hilarious. Mm. Um, and I quite liked his reaction to Brienne. I I like I like Tormund. I think he's what, a... when she disappeared, or yeah, and then he's crying to the house. Yeah. That is hilarious. That was yeah. fucking brilliant. Clegane. Of, of all of the people <laughs> that you could be crying to, the Hound is not your friend here. Like, yeah, this is a bad idea. Let's run through a couple of these interactions. We also have Little Bird Sansa finally having a conversation with the Hound. Yeah, Excellent. something that's calling back to season two. Mm. Um, Brilliant stuff. Season two and... Yeah, season two, which yeah. was excellent. And mm. I love the fact that we finally got this conversation because Sandor is kind of obsessed with Sansa in a way in the books and the show in season two. And yeah. in a bad way. Not, not, in, bad not way. in a bad way, but more of a way that he's trying to protect her. I mm. think you forget about that in the show a bit, don't you? Completely have, because obviously when Arya and the Hound... Moved on to the other one, yeah. Yeah, he goes on to the other <laughs> side. Not in that way. Yeah, no, not in that way. Um, but this was a beautiful interaction. Mm. It was good. I, I was wondering whether or not uh, Sansa was going to dub herself like I don't know instead of Little Bird I Big mean, she, Vulture The Mockingjay <laughs> oh, <laughs> Crossover um, I don't know like a little wolf or something but, yeah that's um, good which would just have been shit to yeah. be honest but I think it was enough to go well I'm not a little bird now I did like her line saying that if it wasn't for Ramsay and Joffrey and all these terrible things, yeah. I wouldn't. I'd still be a little bird, and I wouldn't be the Lady of Winterfell. Mm. And that was, you know, that's yeah, really perfectly good. true. Yeah. And that conversation was excellent. We had the drinking party of Pod, Brienne, <laughs> uh, basically Tyrion truth all and day. Jamie. Yeah, basically. But it's that callback to Tyrion's game from season one again, yeah. when he's with Shay and Bronn, and they're playing the game. I'll tell you a fact about yourself if I'm right. You drink, you know, if I'm right, you drink. If I'm wrong, I drink. Mm. And he sort of, they're having a nice time, having a little laugh. And he absolutely calls Brienne out and goes, you're oh. a virgin. Yeah. Unnecessary. That Unnecessary. shit got too real yeah. for me. Um, and I really felt oh, for you're Brienne. you're not a virgin, Jesus. My parents might listen to this. <laughs> I am. Um, she's so fantastic. And her, her, I really enjoy her character arc mm. and her relationship her, her relationships with everyone, I really like her relationship with Jamie, and you could just see the hurt on her face. It was heartbreaking, man. Yeah, like you'd gone from Gwendolyn Christie finally smiling for a change as yeah. Brienne to All having a laugh, just mm. devastated. And it was <laughs> that's just so humiliating, isn't it? Mm. Like, just Jamie just nudging Tyrion, like, leave yeah, it, mate. Leave it, mate. You've, you've put me in a situation here, haven't you? I've got to go <laughs> over fucking, here now. Fucking Pod's you've reaction got... to that. Just sitting oh. there going, oh, me wine. Fuck me. Like, yeah, Pod's reaction was so on point. It was just oh, like was that brilliant. moment where you just have a sip of your drink, like, oh, and a little googly eye emoji. <laughs> 100% that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I uh, loved it. I, and I, I genuinely liked, you know, Tormund and John when Tormund's saying, you know, you died for us, you rode a dragon, yeah. you're our king. Mm. And another very important moment in the scene was Danny recognising that John is very well loved here and that he is admired on so many levels. She tries to win some favour with the North by mm. stopping Gendry as he goes out to find Arya yeah. and basically making him Lord of Storm's End, which is something mm. we've touted for a very long time. Uh, a true-born Baratheon now. Mm. The only Baratheon in existence. Yeah, Buzzing. Buzzing for him. Uh, obviously, you know, called that a while back. So, but I am um, more so with Danny, like looking at John and thinking she kind of just looks at it and looks at herself and thinks she's got no one and he's got everyone. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, all right, she's got Tyrion who she doesn't trust, who gets everything wrong. Oh, um, poor Tyrion. She's isolated in this yeah. episode. Yeah. This episode, if you look at it in some respects, is is a way of Danny just literally being chipped away at this episode. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and actually losing her marbles to an extent. Like, like seriously. <laughs> totally. um, One of the things about this set of scenes that I thought was quite interesting was the... I mean, there's lots of stuff I really liked, but looking at Danny and her expressions and kind of watching her fall into that isolation, I thought was really interesting. She did it really well. And I sometimes have a bit of a, I'm never quite sure about Amelia Clark, but I thought she played Danny really well this episode. And you could just see her face thinking, fuck, this is all going downhill, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I, I thought it was good. And there's yeah. a lot of Danny love out there. I understand it because her story is incredible. Um, and where she's come from but that doesn't entitle you to certain things and in this episode <laughs> she starts to feel extremely entitled to me mm. um, oh yeah that you know her, it's my destiny you know we'll come on to that later the tyrannical speech that she gives mm. she is on the precipice and we've touted it for a long time that she Burn might slip well I'm just we'll, waiting for that man we'll, like we'll get on to it later but you know John does look like the safer option mm. at this stage Jamie follows Brienne and we get our first moment of fan fiction which fuck is fuck fiction. Fuck, well, it is mental. Yeah. Triple um, F fan fuck fiction. It's, <laughs> I'd be interested to see if this happens in the books, but I think it could. And I think it could. I think it could. It does feel. A whole chapter. Well, it could be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it probably would be I a whole hate chapter. It when you yeah. do that. So Interesting good. question. Whose perspective is it coming from? Brienne in the book or Jamie in the Ghost. book? Ghost. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just sat in the corner. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I did genuinely like this, and I thought Jamie was very sweet. He's one of my favourite characters for sure. And that fucking kiss, though, how awkward was that? Yeah, but I think it would be awkward. I mean, Brienne's never done that before. I'm sure she's kissed someone. Well, well, I don't know. In the in the books, there is a story about how, and I believe it's maybe in the show of how she was made fun of because they 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 got all the the, the guy she's a big giant woman. <laughs> no, because there was like a, a dance. At, um, in the Sapphire Isle, mm. this guy went after her and said, oh, she's amazing. She's beautiful and stuff like that. But they, he was put up to it by the other yeah, lords. Yeah, yeah. And then she, bet. yeah, it was a bet and yeah. she was devastated. So there was, you know, she's had a very troubled time, especially when it comes to men. So mm. it is very sad, but I was very happy for her and yeah. Jamie in this instance. And that mm. turns sour towards the end of the episode, which had me raging. Um, <laughs> any, any more thoughts on Brian and Jamie getting it on? No, but can we talk about Gendry proposing Ooh. to Arya. Oh, yes. Don't mm. want to gloss over that. Mm. Uh, right. this, this, is our rea- me, this is our reaction to uh, Gendry putting it all on the line uh, very desperately to Arya. I love you and no one will do anything if you're not with me. Too keen, man. Look at her face. Oh, oh my, my Lord. Be the lady of Storm's End. No, oh, no, my man. God. Say no. Keen. Gendry really puts it on the line here. I mean, there's there's cool, there's smooth, and then there's what Gendry does here, which is absolutely... None absolute, of those things. This is a disaster. I've got mates like this. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to humiliate you by calling you by your name, but you know who the fuck you are. <laughs> where you just put it all on the line immediately. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it was just painful to watch, wasn't it? I said to you, John, at the time, um, she's that's not me. Mm. And that's the line from season one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not that a lady, she said that to, she said that to Ned. You know, Ned says to her, "You're going to be a lady. You're going to make a lord very happy, and you're going to have a lovely castle." And he said, "She goes, no, that's not me." Mm. And she said it to Nymeria as well. Yes, yeah, you did, know, yeah. that's, not, that's you. not you. Yeah, and she said it again here. And Gendry's Gendry should be smarter than that. He should know that she's she's more than just a lady. But he's mm. he's all in love, isn't he? So he's you know, if I just survived a big battle, and all he can think about is getting his end away. I will say this. He's, pi- he's pissed. He's pissed. <laughs> he is pissed. Um, and that oh, makes people she. do silly things. That is true. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, le- we'll leave true. it at that. We feel your pain, uh, Gendry. <laughs> Tr- keep on trucking, son. Poor motherfucker. Uh, so Daenerys and John have a very touching scene here uh, by is it firelight. Touching? Well, for well, it, you, incestually, maybe. yes. Daenerys and John basically have a conversation about John's right to rule mm. and have the better claim. John does something that I just don't think he would do here, which is kiss Danny. Yeah, he's what pissed, the fuck, though. man? It, again, very pissed. So mm. once again, just like Gendry, he's got a slight excuse. He mm. does stop himself. Um, and he says something that the audience has been wondering for a while, but he says he doesn't want the throne. Mm. He's told her that he will, you know, skip it and she, he'll support her. Yeah. He, he, you know, you're my queen. Danny is losing it here 
because she's 100%. she's seen the love that the people have for John, and she has also seen and knows that if this gets out that he is Aegon Targaryen, it will. It doesn't matter if he doesn't want the throne. She's fucked. People want him to have the throne. Mm. He's never wanted to be a leader. He didn't want to be Lord Commander. He didn't want to be King in the North. You know, but it, it all fell upon him because that is the guy that he is. Mm. He's a born leader. Yeah. She sees that and recognises that if this gets out, he will be installed as king. Mm. And and now she's losing allies left, right and centre. I have to say she's right to be worried here, but it, it came across a bit maniacal at times. Yeah, I mean, I do feel a little bit sorry for her. Yeah. Nah. You don't, do you? Oh, she's fucking driving me nuts, man. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing last week. You're like the podcast's own mad queen. I yeah. am, it's true, yeah. Fucking bonkers. <laughs> last week, when she was uh, stuck on the battlefield with Jorah, I was like, please let this be where she dies. And that was my most disappointing moment because she fucking didn't. She's um, she's getting on my tits. I am looking forward to seeing her like go through this whole like descent into madness. Uh, but she is getting on my nerves. Though. She could become a fan favourite when she starts burning innocent people alive next week. That yeah, I'll yeah. probably love that. Oh yeah, actually, she's a really good character now. She is a massive fan favorite, and for any Danny fans out there, I think you've got a shock coming to your system because I think she's—I <laughs> think she's dead next episode. Yeah, could happen. I think we need to just analyze her throughout this episode, as I said, step by step. But she has lost a lot, mm. and now when you look at it on the table of play, not even Tyrion and Varys are supporting her. What is that about? Oh yeah. So let's let's get on to it later. But mm. this was a desperate desperate scene from Danny, and one that I think is very very telling Tormund leads the wildlings back to north of the wall and John this is where we get a moment where me and you and Emma were very annoyed the lack of compassion from John towards Ghost is fucking ridiculous mm. what is going on here what is going on I'd like to stroke you but the, C- the CGI budget means I can't wander <laughs> over and fucking give you a little nudge it didn't like, even like, give him a nod or brutal. anything <laughs> Like, but like, just throw some, throw him a little bit of meat or something. Have a stick. Throw him some meat. Just don't have him there then. He's, because... lo- he's lost an ear, so first of all, yeah. devastating. Yeah. Um, the so... look that he gives Ghost, like, yeah, see you later, I'm giving you to this big fucking ginger fella to take you up yeah. north. I want nothing to do with you. And he just wanders off. Like, Here's, oh, here's a question, man. though. Why keep go? Why bring Ghost back? From that, we all assumed he might be dead. Yes, last week, for example, uh, when he charged in with the Dothraki screamers against the hordes of the undead, mm. it was pointless. It's pointless. Why? It, there must be a reason to bring him back. Is he going to like actually travel south and maybe save John on the battlefield or something? No, I'm just I mean, thinking. What's the like, point? I just don't know why you wouldn't just if they don't want to put him in the show, which yeah. they clearly, clearly don't. They and they've underused him, him for seasons. Yeah, and everyone in the fandom is raging about Ghost. Yeah. Why bring him back for these scenes? Not even have John go over and pet like hey, he's riding a dragon last week. He's, <laughs> just get a dog and let him stroke it. Yeah, just yeah, just like I don't know, have like a cart, yes, and then just have a dog just peering behind it. Yeah, and just give a little bit of a little head. There scratch. you go, mate. Yeah. yeah, I don't even care if it's a fucking I a husky. St- I or still a, think they just just a, just a fucking any dog. Rottweiler. But it just it just makes no sense in the script not to have John just to go over to Ghost and go, We've been through a lot, you know, me and yeah. you. I'm gonna miss you, but you're you're safe you're safer with Tormund or something. Yeah. Instead he just walks Ghost goes, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, John. He, he just walks past him, gives him a little look, then looks down, like really sad and then walks off. Yeah. If anything, yeah, and then just... Ghost looks down all gutted, like, yeah, like fucking devastated. Owners just walked off. Oh, terrible. Man. It is terrible. And and John, you said it was gonna knock a blueberry off right there and then. Yeah. Well, I mean it sort of recovered at the end, but Jesus. It was at there. one point I was thinking we're giving two. this episode two boots. <laughs> Um, so that was devastating, but we get a, a goodbye from Sam, a goodbye from Tormund, and a goodbye from John to Ghost as John and the Northerners head south to basically try and take King's Landing. Now, there was a meeting that happened where they laid out how many troops are left. This is ridiculous. Mm. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm calling bullshit on, on, <laughs> on the showrunners. Every Last week, when we saw the finale of the Battle of Winterfell... Everyone fucking dead. Everyone's dead. The only people that are alive are... The main characters, which I know a lot of people mm. had a problem with, but it cinematically it worked very well. And a few of the unsullied, like and a, a handful. A handful. I reckon mm. you've got like, you know, we were, we were talking off air that we've probably got like what a couple hundred Dothraki, mm. maybe maybe you're pushing two thousand troops a maximum. Yeah. 
it's saying here that she's still got something in the region of 20,000 troops. Nonsense. Mm. Like they're saying it's on par with what, you know, Cersei has. It's, it's for me, it's, this is the rushing thing again. They've put themselves into a corner. They're like, oh, maybe, oh, fuck it. Actually, yeah, 20,000 people survived that. Mm. Not a chance. Mm. And, and I found Sansa's point very important. Yeah. They need to rest. They've just literally fought an army of the undead. And they're all hungover. And they're all hungover. Well, they would be, wouldn't they? Yeah. Jesus. I'd be drinking for fucking weeks off yeah. this time, that. <laughs> yes. I just felt it was it was an interesting scene and John telling Sansa no. Oh, <laughs> I'm really enjoying um, Sansa's stance against Danny. She's mm. playing this. Well, Sansa's really intelligent. Well. Mm. Love her. Sansa's doing the right things. But I was sitting there, like you said about John, just going, what are you doing, mate? Like, you, this is all wrong. You're not the only one who says that. Because mm. Arya goes up to him afterwards and says, yeah, we need wrong. to have a word. Yeah. Uh, I've just killed the Night King, so you're going to listen to me, son. Mm. They go to the Weirwood. I'm the hero of Winterfell. I love that, by the mm. way. Yeah. They go to uh, the Weirwood, um, and Bran's there, obviously, Wan. Chilling. Wan. Just chilling out. Hello. Um, you're a good man. Stop <laughs> saying that to people. Stop, Stop all, saying that. Just pressing a button that goes, you're a good man. That'd be a good a toy, wouldn't it? Extra, a wandle. That six foot four guy. A wandle. Um, <laughs> I don't want you press it, he goes, I'm not. Not anymore, anyway. <laughs> you're a good man. Oh, fuck me. Uh, anyway, so they're all there and they're saying, look, we're your family. You need to side with us here. We don't trust the Dragon Queen. He says you don't know her. Uh, but the line about family is very important because he was told specifically by Danny that if he told Sansa and Arya this secret, it would get out about his true heritage, where he's from, who he is. He looks at Bran and Bran says, or Wan says. Up to you, mate. Uh, You're a good man. <laughs> then he presses the button again and he goes, it's your choice. <laughs> uh, and John goes, I've got something to tell you, but you, you have to swear right now you'll never tell anyone. Um, and I called it, obviously, straight away, Sansa's mm. definitely going to say something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he goes, this has made me laugh, he goes over to Bran and goes, all right, tell him then. Yeah, why? <laughs> what about? Like, why has one got to do why it? Why is he telling him? And why are we not getting that reaction? Mm. I know we're getting a lot of reactions to the fact that we're hearing that John is Aegon the Sixth. Those reactions are key. They are. Like I want to know what Arya and Sansa think about that. Maybe they filmed it and didn't like it. Maybe, maybe. Well, I, I imagine they would have filmed it because that would just be bizarre if they didn't. Yeah. So before we get onto a crucial scene bef- between Sansa and Tyrion, mm. I want to talk about the worst scene of the episode. Oh my uh, god! With Bronn strolling in to Jamie and Tyrion, who are having a nice little another another drink. Terrible. Just drinking all the time. I don't understand what happened here. It's just. I'm so awful. confused. It's so bad. Um, oh, what are you doing here? Like, oh, what are you doing with that crossbow? <laughs> and it did feel so out of place in the show. It, I, I just don't understand the dialogue. I understand Bron kind of. Oh, she's promised me River Run. I mean, we didn't. We never got that line in the previous episode in the, no, in the season premiere. It's, yeah. Here's a bucket of gold, actually. Yeah. And then now Tyrion's promised her promised him High Garden. For me, it's bizarre. I don't get it. Thoughts on this interaction? Um. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I mean, uh, what are they thinking with this scene? What are they thinking with this storyline? It's just like... so. Some people have said they should have killed off Bronn ages ago. Correct. Um, and they should have done. Maybe if he'd have gone out saving Jamie's life at the fucking... Spoils of War, the yeah, Field of that Fire. that would have been great. Excellent. Yeah, but what's he doing hanging about? If he's not going to get involved in the battle, which is made clear that he's not... What's the point? What else is he going to do? What that, is, that's all he does is fight. Yeah, and he's no, good I'm not at fighting it. anymore. He's good at it. And I love Bron, and I know he's a fan favourite because of his quippy lines, but let's, you know, anyone who thinks this scene was good, it, it, it's, there wasn't even that many funny lines in there. It wasn't. Just awkward dialogue. Awkward the, the dialogue. Delivery of the dialogue. It's almost like when he, he, Sorry, like him punching Tyrion in the face. What is that about? What are you fucking what doing, saying? mate? What are you doing, man? It doesn't make. How's he just strolled into Winterfell as well? <laughs> well, this is the thing. So when he walked in, <laughs> Who's I was the guard. I was a bit two like, they're the other dead, season. apparently. Yeah. Great to have him back. We're going to get some acknowledgement of this fucking ridiculous storyline, and then none of it made any sense. Oh, how's he got there? Where's the payoff here? How's he? How's he found them out of nowhere, but no one else has seen him? What is he talking about? And how's that taken three minutes just to go? Yeah, actually, don't worry about it. 
Uh, this but is, I might kill you. Yeah, this is the thing. With the accelerated pace of the, the season, I'm just thinking, having these characters like Bron around, you just don't need them. Like, you know... No. I mean, they're definitely shedding characters off like Masande later on, which we'll talk about, and all these other characters. But this scene, I mean, it took like three or four minutes. Just give it to something else. Let it breathe. Let the segue in between the crazy action that's about to happen mm. actually have a bit of breathing room instead of just turning up with a force outside King's Landing randomly. I was like, what is this? Later on, um, but, I can't get my head around the fact that we're going to see Bron again in the next two episodes. Like when? Yeah, like why? Well, how about we never see him again after that? Oh, it's just bizarre. That, it's just terrible, man. It is. It is. It is truly bizarre. Let's let's get off that scene because I don't want to bag on the episode too much. Yeah. But Tyrion and Sansa <laughs> meet on the battlements of Winterfell. Sansa is, you know, trying to explain to Tyrion that the Dragon Queen is not all she makes out to be. Mm. Uh, Sansa says something very interesting here. You fear her. Mm. Tyrion's face says it all. Mm. He does. He, and we've said this for a long time, that Tyrion is going to betray Mm. Danny. Mm -hmm. It looks like that is definitely going to happen. Mm. It looks like Tyrion was called out here. And although he tries to persuade Sansa that he does genuinely... He's like trying to talk himself into it constantly. He's trying to convince himself because he knows that she's descending into madness. Well, it's sad. I think you see at this end of the, the end of the episode, which we'll get on to, well, the look from him is like, yep, uh, Jon Snow <laughs> yeah. is what I've got to go with. Treason it is. Uh, because, it, yeah, he's doubting it. And Sansa, I thought she wasn't going to say it. Well, I originally thought she was going to say it. Then I thought she wasn't going to say it. Mm. And then she says, Tyrion, what if there's another mm. option? Yeah. Tyrion, what if uh, Jon John Snow is actually Aegon Targaryen? What? Sorry? Huh? Yeah. Why are you shouting that out? Yeah, keep it down. Yeah, um, it's a secret. I've been <laughs> sworn to secrecy. Yeah, just Bron in the background going, "Oh, what was that?" It Ghost was... as well. Oh. Apparently, it's in the corner. It, oh. it was a moment that I think you know, John, bless him, is his father's son in a way that Ned is his dad, his mm. true dad, really, because he raised him. John has made smarter decisions than his dad at times, but mm. also is still prone to making the terrible decisions. Yeah. Telling Sansa and Arya has killed Daenerys, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, And Daenerys called it. She's a bit smarter Mm. than Jon sometimes in terms of that. She's a very emotional character, but Mm. she's, you know, she's got wits about her. And Jon telling Sansa that, and Sansa's pretty much doomed. I think Sansa could have doomed Jon and Danny here. And and that is going to be very, very interesting Mm. in the coming episodes. But let's move on. Was that John going to war against the Starks in episode six? Could you imagine if that ever happened? That would never happen in a million years. Because they've killed his, you know... His love. His auntie. Aunt, his auntie. And his unborn child. Oh, my God. Auntie baby could happen, bride. Watch this space, everyone. I doubt that will ever happen, but uh, <laughs> very dark, John. Very dark. Could happen. So the battle plans were drawn out, and the basic plan is that the Northmen... Uh, are going to go with John down the King's Road towards King's Landing. The Dornish are probably, which we heard as well, interestingly, the new Prince of Dorn is supporting them, so they'll probably come up from the south. Yeah. Danny will sail to Dragonstone, um, and then they'll go from there. As they approach Dragonstone, we do have a very interesting conversation between Tyrion and Varys, the first one where we finally understand that, you know, we know that Varys is going to be supporting John here, mm. because he's been doubting Danny since day one, it seems. Thoughts on this conversation between the two of them and the start of the the seeds of discontent in the you know lead, uh, of the rule of Danny. It's it's that first point where we really see it's going to you know all go down. As as Faris says, like how many people know? Eight people know. Well, it's not a secret anymore. It's information, isn't yeah. it? And and I think this is. I like the scene. I like the two of them together. I also quite like the fact that they both seem really conflicted about it, as well as knowing full well that in their heart of hearts, Danny's lost her fucking ship. Mm. Um, I thought it was interesting, although I have to say that the swaying of the ship did make me feel a bit nauseous. <laughs> Very good, yeah. Uh, That's like 3D effects you get in there. Yeah. Well yeah, done there to the go, production yeah. team. Yeah. Just me and Len just rocking the chair. Please don't yeah. do that. Ooh. <laughs> um, it was good, wasn't it? It like, was good. Um, and one of many very good scenes in this episode between um, Varys and uh, and Tyrion. Who, and they, and he, he's been underused, actually. <laughs> At times, we've been underused? like... Underused? I don't is, think he's had a line in the What has he been episodes? doing there this season? But now this is where he's coming into his, his own. And like I said, we've got three episodes of political manoeuvring. Mm. And he, this is where he 
is in his element. Yeah. So I'll be very interested to see how this situation pans out. But as the Targaryen... Is, is Varys yeah. playing Tyrion? Mm, because, I don't think cause, so. Because we get that scene where Varys follows Danny at the, at the beginning... When yeah. Danny leaves, yeah. Varys follows her, and then we never get any reference to what happened there. I definitely don't think, I don't think the show has time to do a double double cross. Well, maybe, but, but I do. I just think it is Tyrion just comes across as quite stupid in this in the show compared to how I think he will in the books. Mm. Blunder after blunder after blunder. This latest one might get him killed. I mean, you know, it's so many things up in the air. He's not the character he is in the books. He's still obviously a massive fan favorite character, but way watered down mm. and nowhere near as intelligent. Like he, he hasn't got anything right for ages, man. <laughs> so you know, from his perspective, he's like, I just need to support her because if I get one more thing wrong, I'm dead, and that's fair. Mm. Yeah. Um, but the Targaryen fleet approach Dragonstone as they do. You know, Rhaegal and Drogon are just soaring high in the sky. Motherfucker. And Rhaegal is dead. Out of nowhere. Um, here's our, yeah, here's our reaction to that. Oh, no! In his chest. No, he's definitely dead. Oh, fuck! Oh, my God! Just fucking annoying, man. It is like, annoying. It is again, annoying. like you, you can see it coming. Not like literally just then, but just it's just so annoying that the beginning of the episode, Rhaegal can barely fly. Yeah, and he's got the like the biggest hole in his fucking wing. Yeah, I'm not a dragon, so I haven't flown uh, that much. You're a tarly. That's um, that is mental. That 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 you would fly around with that dragon and expect everything to be fine. Well, rest and recuperate. He takes one in the chest. Where he's got then, no scales now because. And then he takes one through the throat. That I mean, was brutal. Jesus, oh, it was a bit much, wasn't it? I loved it. Uh, well, I have to say this: the scorpion. They sort of made it feel like it wasn't that much of a big deal in in season seven, episode four, when mm. Drogon got hit by it. He sort of like just brushed it off, pulled it out, or whatever, mm. and he's Fuming. all right. He was, not, he was annoyed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you? These ones cut Rhaegal up like he was nothing. Mm. Like he was absolutely nothing. And to lose another dragon, another ally that Danny has lost this episode, it is a, a blow. That's also John's dragon. He's going to be raging when he turns up. Where's my dragon? Oh, you, for f- do you reckon these, uh, these scorpion things, yeah. will they be able to penetrate Drogon? Something about it, it feels like... Stronger. Yeah, it just like nothing will happen to him and he'll just go mental and burn the whole city down. The thing is, how I just don't know how they can't just beat this dragon now. The, the way that the show set it well, up. That's what I mean. Yeah, though. I know, but I, Danny's got. I don't see how. All she, of his dragon mates are going to come. Could you imagine that? Loads of dragons. Loads of dragons. What's going on here? Who are these guys? Weird look at yellow ones. Yeah, oh my. Oh, what's yellow dragon? What's going on? I just, I just don't think they've they've put themselves in a corner again with this. Now where it's like one dragon, <clears throat> and this scorpion can take them down with one shot if they get it in the right place. I don't mm. know why they didn't do that when they were outside the wall, the gates. To be honest, yeah. Why aren't they just? I've... We'll talk about that later. But that was a weird yeah. scene. I've Very got a question. Weird. What did um? What did you guys think of Euron being the one wielding? Like, Good on him, mate. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, he's fucking mental. I love it. Yeah, like, I mean, he's a bit of a parody and he's a bit ridiculous. Well, in the books, he's a much cooler character. But I'm, really, I'm quite if, enjoying the guy that plays him. What's his name? I can't remember the actor. Don't know. Uh, no one cares. Uh, but I, <laughs> have a role I really like it. <laughs> and him, Finger like, in the bum. <laughs> um, Jesus, what? Yeah. Ugh, Last yes. season. Oh, yes, but it's not the point. Yes. It's disturbing when you shout that in my he, face. Um... <laughs> He's uh, no. I was glad that he got the kill. As weird as that sounds, um, rather yeah. him than just some fucking nobody. Yeah. yeah. Well, what we need, and I think this is going to be a massive issue with this next battle, mm. is we need to have people that we genuinely want to see die on the other side <laughs> of the other side of the coin. Like we had the Night King, obviously, but there's a lot of faceless White Walkers in the last battle. I think mm. that was an issue. Yeah. Mm. I think when we come into this battle, it's like, well, who do we want to die? We obviously want the Hound to f- fight the Mountain. Correct. We, we want Euron to die and we want Cersei to die. I mean, Kyburn, 
he's all right. He can live. Keep if he him. Wants. He's all right. He's all right. Don't don't dislike him. He's just a bit no. weird. Let himself down in the old uh, chat, didn't he? Old chat, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let himself down. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's hilarious when he was. He made that reference to the. Uh, <laughs> the burning kids or the dying kids <laughs> screaming kids oh, we'll get on to that okay. um, so as you're on Mrs Drogon and Rhaegal is now dead and at the bottom of the uh, narrow sea Tyrion flees the ship jumps into the water as do does a lot a of the crew uh, does a Theon because the whole fleet is pretty much destroyed mm. again again how many sh- they all wash up on the beach and Grey Worm is like Missandei Masande, and now we know why they kept Grey Worm and Masande alive last week. Mm. It's so that they could set up a dramatic and emotional climax at the end of this episode. Mm. Thoughts on the, sh- the fleet being destroyed again? Pretty cool looking, wasn't it? Like it was yeah. interesting to to see the fucking very powerful weapons used for something <laughs> other than trying to kill dragons. A couple of dragons. Yeah, that seems like a waste of a weapon. Yeah. So to see it absolutely decimate these ships was fucking cool, man. It was cool. Mm. Wait, she's got no more ships now. Surely that's it. That's um, surely it. Well, she's got she's got the Iron Islands again. That's true. And they build a thousand ships very quickly. Apparently, oh, yeah. <laughs> About twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny's taken another blow here, and I have to say, she's raging. Mm. They're around the painted table at Dragonstone and she's being, you know, pleaded with by Varys, 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 and Tyrion not not to go and burn King's Landing down. Mm. Is this, this, this is the beginning of the end, isn't it? Yes. It really is. And is this the bit where she's talking about, like, I'm not a tyrant and then basically describing the dictionary definition of a tyrant she's, as to what she's going to she do? She says, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm here to end the world of tyranny. It's my destiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which so is I'm a very tyrannical... To burn right. kids. Yeah, so I'm uh, going to burn... I will get that my... at the end. Don't add that at the end. And I will, I will <laughs> have my Kyber. rightful place at whatever cost. Like, fucking... She has lost her shit here, isn't she? Mm. She's emotional. Desperate. She's charged. Yeah. Fuming. I mean, you look at her allies now. I sitting around scared. that sitting, Well, massively. She's. This is what happens when... How many conversations can she have with Drogon? Like, not many. Not many. Right, mate. No. <laughs> She's got Grey Worm... And that is it. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. And at this point, you know, after what happens later in the episode, how, how long is he going to be that loyal? Was well, that random Dothraki guy just standing there, wasn't he? Oh, was there another one? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't another see one. that. Another yeah. one in the background. Yeah, yeah, just hanging one. around. There's Brilliant. Uh, you are and the goes... new Carl of four people <laughs> that survived the Battle of Winterfell. <laughs> um, no, this was this was the beginning of the end for Danny. Um, I think... I mean, I'd be amazed if there's if there's a way back from this, but we, we will see. Mm. Uh, Arya also leaves Winterfell for King's Landing, joining Sandor Clegane. Love it. It's a shame that this is the thing about the breathing um, and the pacing that I was talking about in season three and four, when we have them together and they're just doing their little merry adventures around the sort of riverlands of Westeros. Mm. Some bloody excellent stuff going mm. on there. We're not going to get any of that. We just get... Now it's going to turn up at yeah, King's Landing. Of course, we just get this scene now. It's like, yeah, you killed a Night King. Yeah, better than dying. Yeah, uh, let's go King's Landing. We might, right, get one, we might get one scene of them. With Hot Pie. With yeah, Hot Pie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be amazing if we saw yeah. Hot Pie again. I love Hot Pie. And then the Hound will kill him. What are you killing him for? I wanted chicken. <laughs> <laughs> no. So it feels like that could happen. One more reference to the Hound and chicken before he dies in the last episode. Killing the mountain. Yeah. Ugh, lovely stuff. The game bowl is on. <laughs> Correct. Uh, so that's, you know, it's a shame that we're not going to get more of them interacting, but it is what it is. It's all accelerated and we have to learn to accept it eventually. After the crazy meeting with Danny saying that she's going to basically... <laughs> Fuck no. She's accepting the opportunity to ask for the surrender of Cersei, mm. but yeah. uh, she doesn't look very happy about it when she's saying it. No. Tyrion and uh, various, various, various are in the throne room at Dragonstone discussing essentially overthrowing Danny and installing John. And Tyrion asks, "What happens to Danny?" Mm. And Varys gives her a little look. Varys goes, "Look, I've told you my name's Varys. Yeah. So if yeah. you call me Varys again, <laughs> I'll be killing you as well as Danny." Yeah. Um, no, I, I think this is probably the strongest. Scene. Strongest part of of the uh, of yeah, the episode. Agreed. Um, this is classic Game of Thrones. This is all right. We've got rid of all the 
the silly ice monsters. Let's go back to, <laughs> you know, the politics yes. and the manoeuvring. Um, Varys has been there for a very long time because, mm. you know, he, he reads, he plays the game, the Game of Thrones very well. Um, Tyrion calls him out and says, have you ever served anyone that you actually believed in? And then obviously Varys keeps conveniently going, I, well, you know, I serve the realm. So, I, well, you know, you've got to serve someone that you believe in at least once. Yeah. Um, the pain in, in Tyrion's voice. It's breaking. Yeah, where he's just like, fucking hell, don't do this. Because like, he knows in his heart, Tyrion knows <clears throat> he has to do it. Yeah. Because he, he knows that Varys is right. And Tyrion's going to throw Varys under the bus. I don't think I so. I don't think he is. He's going to do it, isn't he? And it's that bit, you know, we've just come from that scene where Varys says, you once asked me to tell you if I thought you were wrong or, or something along those lines. Mm. This is the wrong choice. This is a bad choice. And that's where mm. she goes off and I fucking, you know, he, he's made his decision now. And, and oh, I yeah. think he really is just about the people. He doesn't really give a fuck who's in charge as long as the, the realm and, and the people are mm. stable. Yeah, Tyrion is, I mean, he's fucked this, isn't he? Like, he's lost so much to support Danny, and now he's fucked. She's mental. Mm. I don't, Absolutely mental. I don't think he wants to jump ship, but I think he understands, well, again, but he understands <laughs> that that she needs to be replaced. If she can't be controlled, which it doesn't look like she can be, Definitely and they've not. tried, and they set this up when she burnt the Tarleys and all this sort of stuff, mm. she can't be controlled, then, you know, John, not that John's controllable, but John is a, He's a better leader, really, at the end of the day. Yeah. He, he takes advice better. He's, he's, he, he will allow a debate, whereas when Danny's, in, especially at this point, got something in her head, that's it. She's well, fucking they, going for it. Fuck everyone else. Well, they say he's got that balance, doesn't he? Having a, a Stark, Stark mother and, and a Targaryen. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's the only one who could potentially unite the North mm. and the South, um, mm. which Danny won't be able to do, really. They, you know, Sans has made it very clear that she wants the North to be her own kingdom under a Targaryen reign. Yeah. So it is an interesting dilemma and one that is definitely going to pan out um, in the next episode, I'm sure. there's going <clears> to <throat> At least by episode six, there's going to be a major, major development with that storyline. So Yeah. There's going to have to be. There's going to have to <laughs> be. If now. not, what's the <laughs> fucking point of this? Yeah. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, so Black. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Soprano star. <laughs> Uh, hearing of Rhaegar's death, Jamie leaves for King's Landing. Mm. What did you think about this? Because uh, I, I think am... we know what... Um, I was about to call him Jamie then. Yeah. I think we know what Len thought about it because you were fuming. I was raging. <laughs> um, and we, I just started laughing. We've had so many seasons, chapters of the books, of Jamie becoming the knight he was always meant to be mm. and not this fucking pawn of Cersei who he needs to understand Cersei doesn't even care about him really yeah like she doesn't mm. and then for him to find someone in Brienne who yes it's a bit fan fictiony he, <laughs> he has a connection with and he's grown to admire and love in that way mm. rather than out of you know the fact that sexy incest yeah whatever you want to call it and then to have him renade on what he's just been doing and, and, and go back to Cersei right mm. do you think that's what, what? he's doing do you actually think that's what he's doing? Because I don't. No. Well, I hope it's I not. I think that he's pushing Brienne away and he's going to fucking try and sort shit out. And I think he's doing that. There's a lot of talk I about... I think he's lying. Yeah. There's a, there was a lot of talk about destiny. Yeah. Um, mm. Maybe he, he thinks that there's a potential that Cersei could win. So he's going there to end it all. I think... I think that's exactly what's happening. We're, we're a big fan of the Valencar theory here on the podcast, and mm. that being Jamie uh, Valencar, meaning a younger sibling, that will be the one that kills um, Cersei in the prophecy that she's told by Maggie the Frog. We've always thought it was Jamie. So we're going to have Jamie the Hound and Tyrion, and Tyrion, and Tyrion going yeah. for Cersei. All, all at that, mm. all at battle. So. Mm. Any one of those are candidates to kill Cersei. Uh, we've always been a fan of the Jamie one. Arya one works as well, using Jamie's face potentially. Yeah. Um, I'd be devastated because I love Jamie as a character. But after this weird character turn, which I hope isn't genuine, I'm, I'm very disappointed. Uh, very, very disappointed. I was devastated for Brienne, man. Like, that was heartbreaking. John laughed when she was crying. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. It was cruel. Literally, He's laughing I was again. Like, what are you doing? I was cracking up. But I she's know. finally, like, she's finally found someone that loves her for who she is and who's knighted her mm. and, you know. Knighted her? 
Twice. Knighted yeah. her as well, yeah. I was going to say mounted, but that seems yeah, awful. Yeah. Um, the mounted. And now he's just pushed her away and fucked off back to his sexy sister. Like, what is this? That's all right. She's had an awful episode. Well, she's not a virgin anymore. Yeah, right, true. So next time they play that drinking game... She wouldn't have to drink. Yeah. Good point. So, oh, there just, you go. But Gwendolyn Christie played this beautifully. I think she's been spectacular this season. In fact, the whole way through. But this, the last couple of episodes especially, she has been on point. Mm. And let's move on to the final scene of the episode... Which is Daenerys arriving at Kin's Landing with a very, very small force of Unsullied. Yeah. What is that? What is that? It's like 20 of them. I mean, if I was Cersei, just take them out there and then... Yeah, just shoot them now. Why? Man. Why not? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. I mean, who's going to know? <clears throat> Who is going to know? You 100% could have just got those archers to kill them all and stun one of the scorpions on the dragon and then done. <laughs> yeah. Done game, one of the game scorpions. Game over. Game of Thrones but, over. Okay, like, come on, done a scorpion now. Do the scorpion. <laughs> so they are there to basically ask for Cersei's surrender, the hand of Queen Daenerys step forward, it, which is Tyrion, and the hand of Queen <laughs> Cersei steps forward, which is Kyburn. Yeah, Fucking love Kyburn. I, I quite enjoyed this interaction. You mentioned it earlier, John, when you know Tyrion's like, look, I don't want to have to smell... Um, Here hear the screams of burning children of smelly children yeah. yeah and then Kyburn's like oh yeah it's not a very nice smell um, sound sound get <laughs> <laughs> your senses confused uh, again then. and then Tyrion's like yes I, I don't want to hear that you yes. crazy person <laughs> can we negotiate you nut job I fucking love Kyburn he's hilarious <clears throat> he is hilarious uh, he bypasses Kyburn though goes straight up to Cersei knock draw loose or not loose but they were you know tempted to the Arrowman mm. Cersei says nah let, let him speak. Mm. Love this. Tyrion does a very impassioned plea to her, saying, you're not a monster. You've always loved your children. Think about your, the kid that you've got now. Don't do this. You can still have a life. You may not be queen, but you and your child can still have a life. Mm. I... <sighs> We knew it was going nowhere, though. Oh, certainly. Mm. That'd be the end of the show. I mean, yeah. we've we've <laughs> not okay, then. we've not talked about the <laughs> announcement earlier that of the fact that this is Euron's baby. Yeah, his reaction was fucking great. Mm. Um, but coming, we talked a bit about prophecies before. So if Maggie the Frog's prophecy comes true, and she can't have this baby, no, she can't have no. the child. She can't have this baby. Well, obviously not. No, and she will be killed by the, the younger, mm. the yeah. younger sibling. Yeah. yeah. Um. But it could all be bollocks, couldn't it? Could. Could, could all be bollocks. And prof- and the show has definitely thrown prophecy out the window, especially when it comes to Azor's eye and the prince that was promised. Mm. All gone. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the book will go in a different direction. Mm. But uh, Cersei does not take this very well. She oh. basically executes Missande mm. in front of everyone. Fucking awful. Brutal. Here's our reaction to that. Oh, no, not mountained. No. Oh, not mountained. <laughs> Chopped in half. Oh, God, no. Well. No, 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 no. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> Fucking yeah. hell. Oh, my days. Why are they just standing there? What are they doing Uh-oh. at the gate, this, this is the end of Danny, though. This is the end of Danny. I mean, getting mountained is just too much, isn't it? Yeah, I mean... It's just well, too at, much. At least... Push her off the edge. Yeah, I thought she was going to when she grabbed hold of her arm. Mm, but at least it wasn't what you thought was going to happen. Chopped in half. Yeah, cut, cut in half. I was like, it's going to chop fucking horse from yeah. fucking season one. But that's what I was thinking about, yeah. Um, but no, they went for the old, uh, you know, off of the head, Ned. It's very Ned-esque, yeah. wasn't it? Well, there was a lot of, um, like comparisons to season one in this episode we talked about a couple but that was mm. I mean that was fucking awful yeah it was and then little Tyrion's down there little Ty- sorry Tyrion's down there and just in the background you can see Missandei's <laughs> head just fucking oh, on the floor bleeding it, awful yeah. it is brutal that her final words was Dracarys mm. and you see the look on Danny's face and it is it's on yeah it's full it's full burn the city now oh mm. and she her I mean the change in her face mm. She that is she is full blown mental now. Amelia yeah. Clark's done a good job in this episode, actually. Yeah, um, I agree. she gets criticised sometimes for being a bit one note with her acting in the, in mm. the show, which I completely disagree with. I think she plays Danny spectacularly, yeah. and I think this episode, the range of emotions, desperation, rage, <gasps> uh, <gasps> sadness, yeah, it's all there. <laughs> and all good. 
Grey Worm's raging as well. Yeah, he's fuming. Oh. He's fuming. He is fuming. Yeah. And that must... It's going to be a tough next episode. We know it's a big battle that's on the way. How do you think that um, losing Masali is going to affect Grey Worm's position on <clears throat> Danny? Well, well, that'll be fine because yeah. it's not Danny's fault. Mm. He'll just want to kill Cersei. Yeah. And the mountain. He's dead next episode. Oh, Grey Worm's definitely yeah, dead. I mean, that's that's his plot armor gone. Mm. Um, he's probably going to die. I mean, we're going to lose a lot of people on both sides. Imagine that in the book, though. That's his little sister. That is his sister in the yeah. book. So yeah, getting a head locked that, off. That, I mean, if that, if that happens, yeah, it could happen. I mean, it's it just feels like this was such a random scene. They're just suddenly at King's Landing. They're doing mm. this peace treaty with un- an underwhelming force. Drogon just added in the background. <laughs> I was just like, what is... Ghost next to him. What is this scene? I mean, yes, it had a very emotional payoff. But for me, this was one of the... You look at it and you go, tactically, what is going on here? Tactically, what is going on here? And I know people criticised the battle last week for some tactic stuff, but this is even worse. Yeah, this is abysmal <laughs> there's no one there who can like verify that she's broken like the the treaty or anything like that she mm. could just wipe them all out mm. it it was bizarre the battle next week is going to be excellent i'm sure it will be it's, yeah. a, it's at daytime so no one worry about the lighting issues um, that's going to be good i will see you again everyone will be able to see it uh anyone want to add anything what they think is going to happen next week um should we list off three people that are definitely going to die next week each yeah yeah okay uh i'll let you kick it off john um, Are we allowed to agree and use the same ones? Yes. Okay. Yes. Grey Worm. Uh, he's gone. He's one hundred percent dead. Kyburn. Yeah. Randomly. Yeah, I can see him reason. going. Yeah. Varys. Ooh. So. I'm gonna say some silly predictions there. End of next week. Daenerys. Yeah. I think she's That's dead a good next one. episode. Good one, yeah. I think she'll Special, make it to episode, episode six. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's going to be tough though. Mm. I don't. I I think I'm with Len on that. I think if she she's bleeding go. out. That doesn't count as a death. Okay, got you, <laughs> got you. I think Danny. I'm gonna go and say something silly. Uh, no, I think no. I think the mountain's gone. <laughs> the mountain's gone. Really? The mountain's gone next week. Right. The game ball has to be next week. It has to be. Do you reckon? As they storm King's Landing, it has to be. Yeah. So the mountain goes. And I, I think, think I think the hound also dies. Mm. Interesting. Both. If I thought, yeah, if I if I thought Cl- Clegainebol would be next week, then I I would have gone with them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go uh, Grey Worm. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Danny, and I think Tyrion's gone. Oh well, there is there is, there is a bit of a, a thought process that Danny finds out about the scheming. Mm. And dragon fires Tyrion, which is something we said mm. could potentially. That was one of my predictions, yeah. wasn't it? Episode five as well. Weird. <laughs> what I said in our prediction podcast. Did you say episode five specifically? Yeah. Go check out. it out. Yeah. Go check it out. Fact. So Recorded. that is very possible. And that has been our thoughts on the last of the Starks, the fourth episode of season eight of Game of Thrones. Only two episodes left, and next week is certain to be the biggest one of the season. Well, after the long night, but you know, everyone's saying this one's bigger. Apparently. This is going to be better in a way. So don't, in a way, because yeah. you you want to see some real characters die other than the Night King. So. Yes. Anyway, if you have enjoyed this podcast, please do subscribe. We are Bastards and Broken Things, or we are Fan Critical on any podcast app, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fancritical. Go there, check it out, see what you can get for the monies. Um, I want to thank John for being with us. Thanks, mate. Emma. Thank you. And we'll catch you guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll catch you next week after episode five. Let's just call it the Battle of King's Landing for now. Ooh. Or the battle for the throne. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining the us. The burning of Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> uh, Water warning. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.